Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform My Issues Podcast. So I'm going to start part two. So please, before I listen to this, listen to part one. So here it goes. Instead of David going to war, he remained in Jerusalem. Chapter 11, verse 1. I noticed that I tend to backslide in my relationship with God when I refrain from being a part of God's purpose. Making disciples, seeking first the kingdom of the church, righteousness, the Bible, and having my time with God, reading and praying, giving contribution, going to church, and living for God. It is not always just about defeating sin, but also from refraining from doing the things we must do from God for God. One evening, David saw Bathsheba, the daughter of the, the daughter of Ehim, and the wife of Uri the Hittite, and slept with her. Verse two to four. Um, Bathsheba, the daughter of no, the wife of the Hittite, Uriah the Hittite, became pregnant. In verse five. Backsliding happens when entitlement and taking things into our own hands tends to happen. Refusing to give biblical advice from wise counsel, denying myself, picking the cross, and following Christ daily. Taking my eyes over Christ and putting on fleshy desires would not sustain us. David tried to get Uriah to go home and sleep with his wife so that he can fool Uriah to thinking that he got his wife pregnant rather than David in verses 6 to 10. It backfired because Uriah refrained from seeking his fleshly satisfaction to go home and make love to his wife rather than serving God's army in verse 11. David gets people involved in verse 14 to 17 and Uriah intentionally gets killed in the battle in verse 6, 17. Then David takes Bathsheba as his wife in verse 27. It did not seem as if David had true remorse. It all stemmed from him refusing to do what God wanted him to do by being part of the battle. It also had David isolated and I'm, I'm isolated from, from being around from being around people that did not keep him accountable or are close to the guard. David sent someone to find Bathsheba and sent messengers to get her. Verses 3 through 4. No one corrected him or stopped him. Then Joab did not rebuke David or try to stop David and his plans to get Uriah drunk and go home. Joab did not Joab put Uriah in the place where he knew the strongest defenders are and gave David a full account of the battle in verses 16 to 17. The company that David was around enticed his behaviors and supported them. Then David tried to cover his messes that taking responsibility for it and asked him to repent. Then he takes Bathsheba as his wife. Before that, David should have stopped and realized it was wrong to sleep with a married woman. He saw, took, and made his decisions. It's a sad event for David. When I was in my addiction, I used to act like this. Personally, I've seen it destroy my life and many other people's lives. I hate my sin and want no parts of it. That's why I delight in the Lord more than anything and everything, as well as my... And it's also my desire. And I want his will and purpose number one in my life. I no longer want to live for Aisha, but for Christ alone. In chapter 12, God sent Nathan to tell David the following. Verse, verse, starting with verse 1. The Lord said to Nathan to David, when he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich, other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except for one e-world lamb he had bought. He raised it and grew up with him and his children. He shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cows to prepare the meal for the traveler who had become before him. Instead, he took the evil lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the, for, it, for the one who had come to him. David responded, by, responded in the following. David's anger 
burn against a man. Well, before that, that was verses 1 through 4. Now starting in verse 5. David's anger burned against the man and said to Nathan, As sure as the Lord lives, that man must die. He must pay for the land four times older because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan responded back, saying, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master house to you and your master's wives into your arms i gave you all israel and judah if this is all have been too little i would have given you more why do you despise the word of the lord by doing evil in his eyes you struck down uriah the hittite with a sword and took his wife to be your own you killed him with the sword of the amorites now therefore the sword would never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of the uriah the hittite to be your own this is what the lord says out of your own household i'm going to bring calamity to you before your very eyes i will take your wives and give them to the one that's close to you. And he will sleep with your eyes in broad daylight. You did this in secret, but I will do this thing in broad light, daylight before all Israel. That was in verses um, 5 to... Okay, 5 to 12. I absolutely love David's humble response here. Starting in verses 13. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die, but because by doing this, you have shown other content for your enemies of, of the Lord. The son born to you would die. That's verses 12 through 14. David mourned and fasted for his son to live, but God killed him in verses 15 to 18. Once David knew that his son was dead, he responded in the following, starting in verse 20. Then David got up from the ground. After he washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and at the request, they served him food and ate. His attendants asked him, Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now the child is dead. You get up and eat? He answered, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, Who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let my child live. But now that he's dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. David made love to David later made love to Bathsheba and had Solomon in verses 24 to 25 but before that I read verses 20 through 23 God loved Solomon even after David's fall God gave him God gave David success in verse 29 David had that godly wise counsel that wasn't afraid to conf confront David with his sin David saw his sin face in his face and felt the godly sorrow. Thank God that he repented, but there was still consequences. Repenting for my sins will not eliminate the consequences, but gain our relationship with God and our eternal security with him. In chapter 13, David's sins and consequences started to appear now. Absalom had killed Amar because Amron attacked Tamar. Really heartbreaking and sad chapter. I cannot talk about this chapter much more. David does not act... That does not act well to cause justice in verses 38 to 38 to 39. I believe this may may have happened because David was reminded of his previous sins and thought that it would be it would have been hypocritical to judge Amon and Absalom for their sins. David's sins were similar to theirs as well. I believe that this is a trap for the enemy. Once someone repents, I believe the importance of having godly sorrow that leads to repentance, second Corinthians seven ten, and godly sorrow that live for God and bring sinners back to him in Psalm 51. Job hires a woman to tell David's story similar to David's life. The woman agrees and does what she's told. 
chapter 14 verses 7 1 through 17 it was discovered that Joah put her up to this in verses 18 to 21 david wants absalom to come back to jerusalem but he does not do it verse 24 absalom eventually does after different events in verse 33 absalom bows down and david kisses him in verse 33 i'm pretty sure david knew what absalom and imran did was wrong but still felt guilty by his sin to this day, there's still some sins that I feel greatly disgusted and have a strong sense of shame and guilt. I won't. I let that stop me from allowing God to use me full potential in my life. I know that Jesus' death was enough to cover all of my sins. I have confessed and truly repented from many sins, but I'm still holding on to it. It is not pleasing to God. I need to have true forgiveness, not accepting what I did, but truly forgiving myself and others so that God can use me for his full potential in my life. The next outcome in chapters talk about Absalom. Absalom sought revenge and conspired to overthrow David. Um, chapter 15 verses is 6 through 7 and verse 12. I believe that Absalom was against David because he did not protect Absalom's sister and daughter and his daughter Tamar. Absalom was greatly affected by what happened to his sister and that would be too, but the way he went about it displeased God and was selfish as well. I believe selfishness and lack of forgiveness led to Absalom's downfall. I believe Absalom wanted to have justice in verse 4. His justice in previous chapters was to kill his brother, and his justice to go against God's anointed one and create a conspiracy against David. It is not wrong to have high emotions and feelings or be affected by something that's bad. It is wrong to take things into our own hands and disregard God's words and commandments to do what we think is right. It leads to death, and just like Absalom later dies. Initially, Absalom plans works. He seeks his own kind of justice and wins the hearts of people over Israel, verse 6. Absalom's conspiracy and following strengthened there as well, verse 12. David was notified and flees, verses 13-14. David later weeps and covers his head along with some men as well, verse 30. Abishtel, A-H-I-T-H-O-P-H-E-L, goes away from David and conspires against David as well. Verse 31, David prayed that the Lord would turn his counsel into foolishness. In verse 31, David recruits Hushai to tell, to tell Absalom that he will be Absalom's servant so that Hishai can frustrate Azrupertel's advice. Hishai agrees as well in verses 32 to 37. There are two events that happened in chapter 16, but I want to focus on David and Absalom's story right now. Basically, there was an interaction with David and Zebrah in verses 1 through 4. Zebrah bounds to David in verse 4. Shimurai curses David, and David says the following that surprises me. Starting in verse 10. But the king said, What does this have to do with you, sons of Zerah? If he's cursing because the Lord has sent to him, curse David, who can ask, Why do you do this? David then said to the Israelite and his officials, My son, my own flesh and blood, is trying to kill me how much more than this benjamite leave him alone let him curse for the lord has told him to it may be that the lord will look upon my misery and restore me restore to me his covenant blessing instead of his curse today end quote verse the next in verses 10 through 12 it must have been hard for david to hear the following as he as he cursed, Shimurai said, Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for the blood you have shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. 
The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Asimon. You are have come to ruin because you are a murderer. It sucks to have sins be brought back into someone's face. So that was in verses seven and eight. It sucks to have our sins be brought back to one's face. I'm pretty sure that David knew all about these things that are happening because of his previous sins. He did not need to be reminded of it to Shimei. It also shows that our sins have consequences. We can repent, but there will be consequences for the sins that are committed. There is two advice given about what needs to be done with David and his men. The advice of enterprise was provided in verses 21 and 22 and chapter 17 verses 1 through 4. It was a prediction of what Nathan said would happen in 2 Samuel chapter 12 verses 11. Hehaish was given in chapter 17 verses 7 to 12. The advice that was given in verses 21 to 20, 21 to 20, 24 of chapter 16 was followed. The first advice was better, not Hishu's advice, but the people were fooled in verse 14 due to David's plot and, and plot and plan in the previous chapter. One must be very careful who they believe that is that they are on their side. The very people you think that are on your side may not. This is why it's extremely unwise to go against God, God's people, and his commands. Think think not. <laughs> this is oh, okay. Yes. It like we may think that it looks smarter, but we as humans are very limited. The very thing may seem to be good, but may lead to death. Proverbs fourteen 12. A-H-I-T-H-O-P-E-P-H-E-L kills himself when he saw that his vice was not followed in verse 23. Absalom dies in chapter 18, verse 14. He accidentally hangs himself on a tree and, and Joab kills him, verse 14. David grieves over his son Absalom in verse 33 and in chapter 19. Joab confronts David and tells him the following in verse 6 to 7. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commandments of the man mean nothing to you. I see what you, I see that you'd be pleased if Axelman were alive today and all of us were dead. Now go and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one man will be left with you by nightfall. End quote. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come on you from your youth to now, end quote. David makes decisions in the remaining of the chapter. It is good to mourn, but it is vital to get up and do what God wants us to do. There will be division between the men of Judah and the men of Israel in verses 40 to 41. In chapter 20, a new rebellion started with a man named Sheba, verse 1. He was considered a troublemaker, and David and David knew that Sheba would do more harm than Absalom in verse 6. Each heist was the commander was commanded was commanded from David to pursue Absalom, verse 6. Amasa, who was mentioned in chapter 19, was killed from Job and he cursed Sheba, verses 9 through 10. Sheba was besieged in verse 15 and was killed in verse 22. A wise woman was mentioned in verses 16 through 22. I believe that 
AMASA was killed because Jaw probably believed that he conspired with Sheba as well because he was slow to mobilize the army with Sheba's rebels in verses 4 to 5. Amisha was the commander of the army in chapter 19, which would have replaced Job at that time. In chapter 21, there was a famine for three years, and David sought the Lord in verse 1. God told David that it was because of Saul. Because Saul put the Gibeonites to death, verse 1. David wanted to make an atonement to the Gibeonites and ask them what can be done. What can be done. I don't know what he can do for them. <laughs> what can he do for them? So that they will bless the Lord's inheritance in verse 3. I believe that because of David's willingness to make things right, God answered prayers in verse 14. There were wars against the Philistines. Verses 15, 18, 19, 20, and David got victory from God. Verses 18, 20 to 22. David praises God in chapter 22. It is a beautiful account of David praising God and talking about how mighty and amazing God is. I recommend everyone reading this chapter and imagine God saying this to them. In chapter 23, David sent his last words in verses 1 through 7. The names of God's mighty warriors was mentioned in verse 8 to the end of the chapter. I love when the following warriors were mentioned. Starting in verse 10. But Eleazar stood his ground and struck on the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord bore victory that day. The troops remained to Ixar, but only to strip the dead. Verse 12. But Sam Samai took his stand in the middle of the field he defended and struck the philistines down and the lord brought a great victory i love how the following three waters sacrifice their lives so they can give david um so that david will be able to drink water verses 16 to 17 so the three war money warriors broke through the philistines life drew the water from the near from you know, drew the water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of the men who went to risk their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty, three mighty warriors. David was so impressed and touched that he would not drink it. I want to have that effect on people. I show people Christ to show people Christ's love and focus. Other minor warriors was mentioned in the chapter as well. In chapter twenty four, David completes the census and the following was mentioned. David was conscious stricken after he had counted the fighting men and he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly for what I have done. Now Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a foolish thing. Thing. That was verse 10. Three options were chosen to David regarding David's sin by completing the census, and they were the following. So Gad went to David and said to him, Shall they be shall there come to you? Um okay. Seven years of famine in your land, or three months fleeing from your enemies while they pursue you, or three days of plague in your land. Now then think over think it over and decide how I should answer the one who sent me. Then David said to God, I am in deep distress. Let us all fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into human hands. 
That was for 14. The following happened. So the Lord sent the plague on Israel from the morning to the end of time designated in 70,000 people from Dan of Beersheba died. When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel that was afflicting the people, enough, withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was, was then at the dressing fort of Anamari the Zibite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I have sinned, the shepherd. Um, let's see. Oh, and then I'll, I'll confess. Okay, so then, oh, yeah. So um, let your hand fall on me and the family. So that was in verses 14 through 17. David confessed and repented, but had to pay the consequences for his sin. Unfortunately, other people had to pay the price as well. That is why I need to be careful with this sin because it would affect so many people. David later does the following, verse, verse 25. David built an altar to the Lord and then sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered his prayer in, in behalf of the land and the plague of Israel stopped. That is how the book of 2 Samuel ends. Thank you so much for, for, for listening to Transform My Aisha's podcast. I know this one was a long one, like actually like one of my longest episodes. So thank you for, so much for listening to Transform My Aisha's podcast and I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.